This podcast is a conversation by Julie Benetti and Susan Bobro and is a production of VI Alliance Copyright 2019. And this chart-busting hit, Alone Leave Me, courtesy of New Threads, is available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie, and I am here with Susan. Is it a lazy afternoon? Not really. Because every day, change happens. It's reoccurring, it's consistent, and whether we like it or not, change exists. I guess they say uh, death and taxes, but they never throw change in there as well. (laughs) Well, they do say the only thing that's constant is change. You're quoting science principles now. There you go. Yes, change is constant. People have written songs about change. Change is change. So in the relevancy of change in your life, it's going to happen. And if you consider that you are not the same person you were how many years ago, that gives you evidence that you can survive change. Because you're here right now, and many years ago, you were somebody different. You were yourself, but your cells were different. Your cells have changed. Your hair has changed. Maybe even your hair color. (laughs) Your skin has probably changed. Your wardrobe maybe, or maybe not. So I think what's obvious is some of the stuff that you're saying. And I think what's what's interesting is that the concept exists even if we can't see the change. Mm. Even though we don't physically see it or we don't believe we see it, change is occurring. And I think that's the leap that we're making because everybody knows we change. We all get older. Actually, it's interesting because we hate when things stay the same. Well, I I speak for myself, I guess. Mm. I, I like change. I like to constantly evolve and do things, but I know a lot of people don't. And they fight change. And I was going to say even fighting the aging process. People try to fight it. Right. And, you know, the relevancy of that when you relate it to nature is that nature changes around us every day, every season. And so change is always occurring around us. Why wouldn't it be occurring within us? Otherwise, we'd all be the same age, around the same friends, doing the same things. <laughs> so, the again, the important piece of this is that if one believes that they're not making changes, if they're looking to change and they're, they don't believe they're making changes, change is occurring. I, I, I mean, not to sound like a broken record, but when you say that, to me it's like, duh, of course, change exists, it, it happens. And I think the important thing to take from that is the next step is to change occurs even if you don't, you don't see it. And I think the reason why I'm simply expressing it is because you, you can't really control change. You can partner with it, but you, you can't really control change. And when you start to control or try to control change, you start to get into a little hazy environment. Well, I think you can get the ball started with change, but you can't control what the change w- that will occur. You can't control that, but you can work with the energy and create change Mm. and I think that's I'm trying to remember where I I read that that people are uncomfortable that they can't control the way change happens and what it changes to Mm. and that's important because a lot of people you know have habitual things that they do and the only reason the only way 
to get out of a habit. So why do you think that's important? I want to hear what you think that's important. What What aspect of it? The whole thing, the whole aspect of it. I think change is is a wonderful topic because it you know guides you right into uncertainty, and it guides you right into possibility. And if you can align yourself with the fact that change occurs, then that's kind of one less you know quote unquote enemy you you you're trying to you know fight against. Because if you uh, granted you might not like everything that occurs, but if you can be flexible to it. That's almost, you know, an easier way to proceed and to deal with uncertainty a little bit more. And I think it's it's fascinating to me that you can, you know, so many people try to control change or they don't want change to happen. And yet, you know, if you have a habit and you want to get out of your habit, you have to change something. So you actually do have a power around mm-hmm. change. So we, but we you don't have power to control the change mm-hmm. you can like you said you can you activate instigate it. yeah right. you can instigate change right. and you can try to direct it right but you can't say this is a this is exactly what's going to occur and how and when and you, you can't do that I mean I think that's an that's an interesting observation and that's something that I think you know when you talk about people they they're afraid of change because you know we're familiar you know we like what we're familiar with we know at three o'clock I get up and I get my cup of coffee and then at five o'clock I you know punch out and I drive home and then at 615 dinners I mean if you get into the routine if we can become in essence lazy hi this is Julie here with Susan and I have to ask you what's one of the favorite books that we've written together which one would you say my favorite would be energetic invocations Mm -hmm. because you tricked me into writing it (laughs) and it wrote itself and I just was grateful to be a part of it I like all the books we've written we've had so much fun but that's probably my favorite you know I agree with you I love energetic invocations and I love the invocations because they're really powerful and I love the way it slides into the Endra book so the Endra scripts is really fun as well so I agree with you yep awesome hey folks Julie and I do a whole lot of talking but you know a lot of that comes from self-reflection and really looking at our lives and things that didn't make sense and we sat down and figured out the questions that were important to us and some of the philosophy behind it and we put it together in a journal check it out and who doesn't love a good journal get your favorite pen and just get writing Right, and I wonder if in actuality we really do like that, and if we do feel the benefit of that. I just, I think we we convince ourselves of that. I personally love change. I remember when I was working at different jobs, someone came in and I gave my notice I'm leaving, I'd be like, oh wow, deep down inside, like, oh, I kind of wish it was me. I love change, I love challenges, and I think... um, you know, but I can't control that either. Even if for me, I, you know, and I'm, I don't think I'm an anomaly. I think a lot of people are like me who like change. Sometimes I get a little bit stressed out thinking that change isn't happening, like I'm kind of stuck in a rut mm. or I'm stuck doing the same thing. And so it's interesting. So when you have those, con- when, you're, when you're saying what you're saying and why I ask it's important is because I understand most people, or from what I understand, don't like change and I always look at it from the other side because I can't stand when again when things feel like I'm in a rut I love change 
I always feel like, oh, all right, something new, something exciting. I maybe I kind of get caught in that. Mm. So that's why when I ask you, because you know what you're saying could be taken very, di- you know, very different ways. Right, right. Because there's also aspects of when you know stuff is changing and you really can't hold on to anything. And you know, granted, you know, we have gravity, we have nature, you know, we have cycles of the year. So you're, you know, you're mentioning laws that we can rely upon. Right. For the most part. Well, we, the, as, as far as we know with gravity, if something goes up, exactly. it must come down. Right. So, I mean, we can rely on certain things, but those are just the, the laws of nature. And so not so much to rely yet to understand that there are things that exist, yet there's also change that occurs in nature. I mean, it's a great way to model, to understand, okay, there's change that occurs in nature. I'm living in the environment so, of nature. So tell me how you're, what you're trying, where you're trying to go with this in terms of my because, life. Because this relates to anything and everything that's going on. As, you, as you, know, you physically age, as the energy around you changes, as people change, and thus the energy around you changes. Also, when you look at what's going on, of course, I'm going to go here into the political quote-unquote arena. I mean, there have been vast changes that have gone on that people either recognize or not. They start to get used to people that are in different offices and what they're doing and, and what the expressions are and what's going on. And there's a resiliency to what you're used to. So the gist of what this podcast is going to is, is the aspect of controlling change. And, you know, we, we actually, to, to be honest and truthful, we actually did pause it to kind of figure out where we're going because we're both saying to each other, you're not being truthful. And in the relationship of what change is and how you know change to be, I mean, I would ask you, are you really truthfully saying that you're okay with change? I love change. So that's why I said turn it back on. So then if you, you question me, go right ahead. So, okay, yeah, I will continue to question you. So then if you love change, I mean, I know you, then wouldn't your reactions to everything that's going on and your, your you know, exhibited frustrations and My frustration is in, in my belief that things are not changing. My, my frustration that I have said out loud to you over years, it's because... Things feel like they're not moving. They're not moving fast enough. And so, how will you know? That well, so that's another story. That's a, that's a, a separate question. But when you say I'm not being truthful, I am being truthful. And you can maybe ask me my definitions of things, and that's a perfectly fine question. I can answer it. But to me, sometimes, you know, certain things when I, you know, certain I believe results or feedback things are not changing I, I get a little bit more but you know I, I get irritated but the truth is what you said is that things are always changing and I do know that so the question is why would I be upset thinking they're not right so that is the question why would you be upset thinking that they're not changing when everything around you and you because know I, I'm not just picking on you I'm no, asking myself I'm asking myself as well because why would I, I be upset as well there are moments where I turn around and go wow and then I think wait a minute what really has changed and, and, and if I have to go back into kind of a habitual form of okay you know it's, it's winter now or it's summer now yeah or, that doesn't do it for me and I know it doesn't do it for you what is 
funny, which is what we don't recognize, is sometimes I've changed. Sometimes you've changed. And so when you do certain things, and we have an expectation of what that change will look like. And if it doesn't fit that criteria, we feel that things have not changed. Yet, they have changed. It just doesn't look the way we expect it to. And so how do you convince yourself? Exactly. And so the reason why I said that, that psychologists and scientists and doctors and whoever says that the way to break a habit is to change, doesn't that lend to a solution? Because your habit... And I'm saying generically, your habit exists that you do will not or do not recognize that change is occurring. So, I mean, I'm going to be blunt and, and say you're a smoker and you're trying to stop smoking and you change a habit. And gosh, you're not smoking, but now you're sitting drinking like a fish. I mean, you can't define what the result is. We expect a certain result. From a certain thing. We have an expectation. And I think part of the controlling change is really letting go of expectations as to what it's going to look like to define there has been a change. And so isn't that breaking the habit of expectations, defining that there's being a change? Sure. sure. And, and the therefore way to do a change that is to make And a therefore change. a change will occur. However, I have to be okay. And this is where uncertainty comes in with what is that change going to look like in my life? What is it going to look like? But, the, but, but also going back to the therefore a change will occur. A change always occurs. Ex mm -hmm. So every minute, every second a change is So occurring. then you're saying you don't have to do anything and a change is going to occur. Right. So why are mm. we convincing ourselves that we have to do something for the change to occur, that we have to break a habit See, I've in order my, for a change my to life occur? around the mantra of I can, I am the, you know, procreator of everything I do, and I went out there and championed change. And that's an interesting concept, you know, to, to really embrace it. I've known this, and yet I am like, I always say, I'm like everybody else, because I still convince myself that unless I see results and you could say there's always results well what's my time frame is it a week well isn't that is it an three days or is it two weeks but that's an ex that's a well, sign that's expectation saying. exactly that's what change. I'm saying ex right. exactly that's what right. I'm saying yeah. I say it mm. because I'm not going to sit here and just listen to like a philosophical mm. download I'm interested in saying why is this important for me to hear why is this important for me. And then I always say, well, I'm like everybody else, and I think everybody else would benefit from that same understanding. You know, it's really funny that you said a philosophical download, because we did stop the tape, and you did tell me that I was <laughs> acting like I was giving, a, like, a lecture, which is funny, because I'm actually conversing around the angles of change without trying to control it. I'm trying to access a different scope of change. And the availability to that almost becomes a hard structure because you're, you're you know, you got to move past expectation, like you said, and you have to, like, disavow from there's any habit going on. And you have to just kind of be present. And this is not my methodology in any way, shape, or form. I'm just winging it here. And yet, you know, you have to go into, you know, logic's not going to help. Sometimes, Sometimes you got to no. toss logic out in the trash. You can't turn around and saying, 
you know, this is occurring because of that. And, and this is what I see. And these are the metrics. And this is, you know, my expectation is fulfilled. So thus change has occurred. That's really funny to me because change occurs anyway. Why did you waste all that effort? And so if you toss out logic, you know, if you put it on a permanent vacation, it doesn't mean you go to the, you know, crazy bin, you know, it's not like you go in loony bins or anything. If you toss out, out logic, I mean, it's interesting because really you can start to see everything around you. Does it really exist logically? And even if you go towards, you know, even realms that we're not in right now, we're not sitting beside Donald Trump or Oprah. We're not in Washington. We're not like, and I don't even know where those centers are, whatever this stuff is going on that's going on. We're not sitting in the living room of the Kardashians on their reality show. So we're not in any of that. And so to, to throw logic out, I mean, anything you see, anything you hear, isn't it kind of how it consistently hits you from where you're sourced, where it really matters. Hey, Susan, you remember that old song that Tom Petty sang? Which old song? The waiting is the hardest part. Mm -hmm. Well, he was so right about that. The waiting is the hardest part. The coolest thing about all the stuff we've written, you can get it as an ebook right now, live on Amazon right now. And you know what they say? There's no time like the present. Hey, Susan, the other day I was stuck in traffic. Yeah. Uh, I'm not telling a joke here. I was oh, really stuck oh, in traffic. Oh, oh. And when I'm not listening to New Threads music, I sometimes listen to our podcast. Not because I want to listen to myself. You want to listen to me. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, because when I listen, it's like all new, all over again. Do you ever wonder who said that? And yeah. you realize some people say we sound alike. So whenever <laughs> I hear something that I'm like, I don't remember saying that. I just attribute it to you. Ooh, I like that. And there's four shows, so I could be in the car a long time. <laughs> and you may just be. Tarot cards are a cool tool to open up and expand your intuition. In fact, the major arcana, the picture cards, are said to follow the stages of life from birth to death and beyond. In the same way, Susan and I blocked out the experience of life into parts, self, journey, people, environment, and world in our book, Energetic Invocations, a Book of Vibrational Change. Each part intensely explores aspects of the life experience. But don't take my word for it. Check it out on Amazon. Download the parts as an ebook or get the whole book available now. I think if you are just present, that is an, is an opening. And this is going a little bit off, but I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of young people over the. I mean, I, I do in general, I have a lot of conversations, but I have to say, and I think it's because it's getting back to school, that I have heard ev- almost everybody that I know under the age of 30 is uh, anxiety. Every single person. And I thought about it and I asked some of them, like, why do you think your generation has so much more anxiety? I know you talk to people, you know, Mm. our generation, whatever, and they, you know, it's not that it's just them, but theirs is overwhelming. And I think it's because everything comes so fast, they lose themselves. That's what it's like, oh my God, you look at your phone, you know, you see Twitter, things are moving so fast. Everything, any information you want, you can have it ad nauseum. Everything's right there available in your fingertips. That it's it's overwhelming. It's mm-hmm. kind of how some, a few different, a couple of them have described it to me. And, and I thought about it. And 
you know, really helping our younger generation who are brilliant. They're very smart. I, I think it's a, a situation of exactly what we're talking about. Change. Change seems so rapid to them that there's a part of them they feel like they lose themselves getting headaches, anxiety, mm. depression, mm. trying to make sense of things. And I think, because it was interesting, because I thought really the remedy to that is presence. And so it's interesting because when you talk about change, whether you don't believe it's happening fast enough, is, which would be my tendency, or if you're someone who thinks that change constantly occurs, you don't like it, or if you're anxiety because it's just constant, the one cure for all three of them is really just being in the moment. Mm. Because I've, I've always said my belief, and you can disagree, and is that if you... Is that if you if you're struggling with it, if I sit back and tell myself if I'm present, then if there's something I can and should do, I'll have the presence of mind and I will do it. But to create something to do when it really isn't showing up, I can't do that anymore. Mm. You know, I've given this example because I've said it before, you know, looking for a great guy, and if I was looking, I mean, I, I'm like, what am I going to do? Literally go up and down streets and knock on everyone's house? I can't do that. That's just a physical, it's just, you can't do that, right? If, if you're looking for anyone, I can't do that. So what's the next best thing? I'm, I, I'm just going to live my life, and when something occurs that I should do or could do, I'll do it. And that's how we have to leave it, I think. But I think this, what you're touching upon, Julie, is really cool and important because I think it goes beyond what you're saying. Right, and I, and I want to, you know, bring us all into that energy, yet I'm also not going to go in there and futz around in the energy because mm -hmm. there's something raw, mm. volatile, and very useful, and, and I'm going to say healing, and very present mm -hmm. in that energy. And so many people try to control change you know, not really experiencing the moment of what it is. And sometimes when we use logic, I think, and you know, this isn't a lecture, this is just me kind of pondering, I think when we use logic, and often when it goes to reason, I mean, I often say to you, we, we need to just throw logic out. It's not logical. It's not going to happen the way we've been told it's patterned mm -hmm. to happen. And so that can be hugely uncertain. And there's a lot of these things, like uncertainty, I think, that have such wonderful wealths of energy surrounding them that sometimes, you know, I'll say myself, I always try to challenge myself and go into it and go into the uncertainty. And, you know, it, 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 one of the funny things is, is, you know, I read a lot, and I was reading something that said that the, the one of the reasons we kind of move towards logic and move towards reasoning is you know is it is it because we're trying to find the truth and i think when you're present and you're so just inside and you ventured into where you're sourced and you're experiencing whatever the truth is and i'm not saying you know what the news is showing you no, what no. somebody's telling you what you're being guided what some guru is saying it's really just from presence there's a different quote unquote truth to that than what's been expounded as the truth and you know, it's been said that, you know, some scientists out there say that, you know, so why do we search for the truth so hard? And they say that, I think that, and I found this fascinating and curious, is that, you know, is it because we're trying to understand the world around us or are, are we trying to understand us? 
And they say, of course, as a social scientist, I think it, it was looking at society, say it's because we're actually trying to win arguments, which seems like such a shallow answer. Because if we're sitting here vying to control change and to, to meet expectations just to kind of win arguments and not really define our beliefs better and what they're structured in, it's pretty sad. Well, you know, it, I find when you're saying that, I'm thinking the only control that we really have, and it's the most important thing to have control over, is your thoughts and beliefs in a given moment. Mm -hmm. And in, a, in, in that moment of being present, the only control you have, which is what we give up all the time, is your thoughts, where, what you mind, what you tell yourself, and what you're going to imprint upon your subconscious as a truth. And that is what changes us. That's what we grow from. And when it's so funny because that's the one thing you didn't say. And I know it's not you talking. You're talking about what you've read. And I'm like, that is the one thing we should all be doing is controlling our minds, our thoughts, what we allow ourselves to believe what we allow people to convince us of, all of that is what the control is really meant to be used for. And we're not. You, you mm -hmm. gave all these, and again, I, it's what other people said. And to me, in the moment, in the presence, that's really all we have control over. And it's the one thing we do not do because it's too hard. Because then we have to re-change what we think and how we believe. And yet... You know, we've said that numerous times in our podcasts, and we've said that numerous times in our ancient texts podcast series, and and all the authors that we investigated, Neville Goddard, Napoleon Hill. I mean, James Murphy. I mean, but that's and everybody. That's, it's we use the power of our mind. So if I'm sitting here and, and entertaining and pondering this and throwing it out there, you know, kind of looking outside. And talking about controlling, you know, change and, and the ridiculousness of that. I mean, of course there's an element from all the podcasts that we've done. I mean, not to say it doesn't mean the energy isn't there. Of that, of course, using our minds but, and, if and you're, using our thoughts. And if you're in the presence, if you're in presence, that's the only way you can do it. Then you move with the change. You actually move with the change and you have some sense of control as to your perception of it and what you what you put a belief towards and it's just it's funny that really is what we can control and it's the one thing nobody wants to control and and the the present moment is just that the present moment and it keeps moving and if you don't move with it you're not moving with the present moment what changes is whether you have I'll use the word control over how you perceive it and if you don't have awareness of what your thoughts are within that movement, it's going to affect you anyways. It's going to occur, but you're just now going to react because you don't have control over your, your thoughts and your mind, so you're just going to react. And so the aspect of moving with the present moment is really moving with your thoughts with the present moment and not kind of sitting and saying, I'm in presence, I'm in the present moment, right here and now, it moves, and you have to move along with it.
Thank you for listening to this production from EI Alliance. Check out our Amazon authors pages for books and podcasts. Find New Threads music and their latest album on iTunes, Spotify, and newthreads.us.